0: Welcome to Crypto Sapiens, a show that hosts lively discussions with innovative Web3 builders to help you learn about decentralized money systems, including Ethereum, Bitcoin and DeFi. The podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Crypto Sapiens is presented in partnership with Bankless Dow, a movement for pioneers seeking freedom from the limitations of the traditional financial system. Bankless DAO will help the world go bankless by creating user friendly on ramps for people to discover decentralized financial technologies through education, media, and culture. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Humpty Calderon. Today's chat is with Ben Jacobs, facilitator at Seed Club, a DAO that builds, supports, and invests in tokenized communities. The conversation was recorded in late August. We explore Seed Club, compare it to traditional Web two accelerators, and discuss the unlock that Seat Club is providing communities and brands that want to leverage the power of Web three. Let's get started.
1: Thank you very much, and, I, and I'm honored to be here. Uh, I guess just to, to back up and, and share a little bit about myself. So I'm from New York originally. I went to school down south in Nashville, Tennessee, and after graduating in 2015, I you know, what the more traditional path I was working in strategy consulting, and I wanted to take the GMAT because back in seven, six, seven years ago, I actually considered going to to business school. And I always scored well on the verbal uh, portion of standardized tests, but my math scores would lag a little bit behind. And so with two weeks leading up to the test, I figured... Why not you know, work with a tutor to try and get my math scores up to par? And so I went online and I, I saw this one guy whose rate was like triple what everyone else was in New York City, and, but he had only five-star reviews. So I figured like, why not? I'll do one session with this guy. Could be worth it. Could elevate my score. So I had my first meeting with this tutor uh, at a Starbucks and it was in the middle of the winter. I'll never forget. He, he rolled up with... Uh, Birkenstock sandals and a Hawaiian shirt and it was like 30 degrees outside and this guy was a retired hedge fund manager who had then uh, directed all of his efforts after retiring and and making enough money for multiple lifetimes to just tutoring kids on GMAT math and we had our entire first session it was like uh, it was like almost militaristic and how intense it was and at the end of the first session, he, he smiled and said, would you like to pay full price in cash or you could pay 50% off in Bitcoin? And at that point, like I just really heard about Bitcoin as like on the, the dark web and via the Silk Road. And so I was like really impressed when this guy who was clearly so intelligent and had spent so much money in asset management was interested in taking you know, Bitcoin as, as currency. And so from that moment on, we developed like a mentor mentee relationship where all we talked about was bitcoin ethereum litecoin at that point and then blockchain technology and i became obsessed with the space started researching devouring every piece of content i could find uh and and basically became an evangelist within my own network as i'm sure many other people uh, on this call have within their own network of trying to onboard trying to educate and trying to get as many people involved just because for some reason the light bulb went off for me and and i almost felt compelled to make the light bulb go off for others so i started investing uh pretty aggressively back in 2015 and uh, and and have been riding the wave for uh, quite some time now and have been you know involved in the space but but mainly from a sideline perspective and it was around april may uh, last year in 2020, when I was cooped up at home, and I really started to, you know, mess around uh, online and see what was going on in DeFi, and I was really impressed by all the innovation there between Maker and Synthetics and Uniswap, and then the fork to Sushi Swap, and it it was just mind blowing, and it made me realize that there is real product market fit for crypto beyond just like the store value thesis of Bitcoin and then Ethereum being a a highly promising technology. These were the first applications built on top of Ethereum that were gaining real traction. So then I got like deep into the weeds of yield farming and staking and and just trying to learn and absorb all that. And towards the latter part of the summer, I was working a a tech startup job uh, as I have ever since I left strategy consulting. And I was like, I need to go full-time in this. I don't know what I need to do, but I know I will figure something out. So I left, quit my job on August 20th, 2020, and basically tasked myself with figuring out something to do in crypto. And through that process, uh, I was able to accomplish a few goals. Uh, First was I wanted to invest my my own personal capital uh, in, in a method that I thought... Um, made the most sense. And to me, that was uh, creating a portfolio of hedge funds to invest in. So I uh, created a fund called Senius Capital where we are a crypto hedge fund of funds where we invest in uh, best of breed asset managers uh, who are pursuing liquid strategies. So investing in tokens or uh, via Saft agreements to get early stage tokens. Um, So I launched out on May 1st and and partnered with uh, my brother and and a best buddy of mine. And we've subsequently uh, been able to raise over 5 million bucks and have around 30 LPs. So I'm super proud of that and and really excited to be um, pursuing uh, an investment medium that I think uh, allows investors who aren't as crypto native to gain exposure to the space beyond just BTC and ETH. In addition to that, last fall, I became obsessed with NFTs and social tokens and DAOs. And and I was writing a Substack at the time. And initially it was like, oh, maybe I'll launch a social token to to help bootstrap the adoption of my newsletter. And through that process, I got connected to some leaders in the, the social token space. And ultimately I got introduced to Jess and Jess was like, don't launch a personal social token. He was like, you need to focus on creating a broader mission, like a community. What is the community's mission going to be? And to be frank, I didn't really have like... To me, it was just purely experimental. I didn't really have thoughts of like a community I wanted to develop. And so instead, I just asked Jess, I was like, hey, I want to learn, like, how can I participate? And so this was in January of 2021. And I just... Asked Jess for nonstop things to do, and I was just trying to figure out where Seed Club, still relatively early stage at that point, needed help. And like I think a, a fallacy that many people who don't who aren't involved in DAOs think is that you need to be you know a coder, a developer, or you need to have significant crypto experience. And the reality was is like i just kind of been like an investor slash trader. I, I'm definitely not a dev and I hadn't really been involved on the operator side of, of crypto at that point. And so I helped put on the Seed Club Summit. I'd never put on a conference before. Uh, I helped you know, push forward our accelerator program. I helped launch uh, our new studio offering. And these were just random things and helped uh, with our fundraise. And so ultimately once we uh, closed our round of funding Uh, where we raised uh, $2 million into the treasury from a mix of uh, crypto VCs and and angels. Uh, I got officially voted into the DAO as one of the first three core contributors, where I now act as facilitator, which is effectively uh, COO of the DAO, um, and basically help push forward all, all our various initiatives and uh, try and try and streamline our processes, and and figure out org structure, and um, make sure that everything is pushing forward, and that you know awesome, cool, talented people are are entering Seed Club, and you know exploring partnerships, and that's kind of how this whole uh, Bankless Media Node partnership um, came to be. It was just how can we partner with the best, and spoke with Lucas and we started evaluating all opportunities and uh, the bankless media node uh, opportunity came up and and we were eager to pursue it. So all of that, uh, so I'd say after a year of going all in on crypto, I was able to get a fund off the ground and was able to uh, get involved in a DAO that I think is really pushing forward the Web3 initiative. So it's one of the best decisions of my life, um, just going all in. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited and super grateful for all the people who have helped me get to this point. And there's still a long way to go and still a lot to learn.
0: Thanks. I think that was a beautiful uh, story of your journey. I think comprehensive, probably one of the best we've ever had. Um, so I think through that, you bring up a lot of points that I'd like to touch on. And I think that also touch on some of what we're want to discuss about Seed club itself, What coming in from this traditional finance, what were some of the things that really spoke to you about crypto that, you know, kind of was that aha moment for you? Like, you know what? I need to drop everything. Like you said, I need to find a way to get more involved in this. What were some of those things that for you felt like what you were working with, but really was a clear next level step?
1: Yeah, I, I'd I'd be lying if I didn't say like, the APY uh, return p- potential is, is eye-catching, right? And, you know, that's, that's kind of like the top of the funnel. And then you realize that there's a lot of risk involved and there's a lot of effort and a lot of knowledge you need to obtain in order to maximize those opportunities. Um, for me, what really impressed me was the caliber of the talent and the caliber of the discourse Like if you look on crypto Twitter and then work your way over, like I didn't even have Discord downloaded (laughs) until I I started reading about DeFi. And then you go into these Discords and you see these brilliant people who you have no idea what their background is. And they are spending a lot of time in Q&A channels uh, trying to develop FAQs trying to to work through any issues and trying to educate. And I was like, wow, this is such a such a community. and it's like versus like going to the bank where it's like I feel like i'm I'm torturing them to just try and send like a, uh, send a wire. And there's something about being able to have open communication with the team that's building things and having input on those suggestions. and then, reading through governance proposals and thinking through of like the value of airdropping tokens to your users. And it it just like resonated with me as just making sense. And obviously, you know, then I would start to talk to the people in my network who are far more sophisticated than me. And and there's always pushback and saying like, you know, how, how is this possible? Like how, can you generate eight percent yield uh, on your USDC? Or like, how can you trust some random code um, with like really no stakeholders to you know to to turn to? And how, how is KYC and AML done? And what are the tax consequences? Like, I think you kind of as as all of us know in crypto, it's like there's often a lot of unanswered questions. But by the time anything is perfectly clear, the opportunity
0: is missed. 100%. Well, I think you, you touch on two things there. Um, and, and one of them that I picked up uh, was that openness and transparency, which is uh, attractive uh, in this space, isn't just uh, limited to the uh, technology, to, to, to the smart contracts, right? But it's also in terms of the community, like you were saying. There's that uh, openness where you can go and join a Discord and, you know, have access to these people who are developing these protocols or that are building these communities and help form that through your participation, right, through your contributions. And so I think that that is uh, something that is worthy of, you know, recognizing is the fact that this space is built on that uh, community, built on that um, openness, if you will. Uh, and the other one, you know, in terms of these uh, mechanisms that are decentralized, I think one of the things that is 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 hard to figure out, especially early on, uh, is the fact that there is a lot of personal accountability that is uh, kind of put on our shoulders. Whereas when you're working with these tradfi technologies, like your your banks and your uh, you know credit systems and you know other investment platforms. It's all centralized, so the accountability falls on you know these institutions. However, you don't have any control over any of the any of your assets or, or any of the mechanisms on the back end. Whereas you know when you're uh, when you're working on DeFi, you have this accountability, but this accountability is is almost like a a privilege of sorts to be able to to have that accountability is because you have full control of everything.
1: Totally. And like, I think that's why I personally, like, I I understand the high barriers to entry and and into participating in crypto and that it takes a lot of time to learn how to do this. It's scary. It's nerve wracking when you're first getting started. I, I know everyone knows the feeling of when, you know, they've, they've sent, funds into a different wallet and they're waiting and waiting and waiting for it to arrive. And, you know, you're basically having a heart attack. Uh, But I think I value that because it forces you to be delivered and to be thoughtful and to spend the time. And it's like, how many people have learned about finance as a result of seeing the opportunity in DeFi and then wanting to, to capitalize on that? And I think um, like financial literacy has gone up significantly as a result of people needing to figure this out on their own and then seeing where they're being exploited via banks and via traditional financial services means, even, even like look at our, our credit score system and, you know, biases that are, that are rampant in terms of like lending and borrowing. And so, I think uh, the merit the meritocratic nature, the anonymity, like the the high barriers to entry, are what makes crypto scary for some, but freeing for others. Because once you kind of get over that hump, um, you're you're kind of in a position where you have autonomy that's just not available via traditional means.
0: Yeah. And you know, I think you touch on something else that is, like I said, aligned to what I do in my daily life, which is, you know, working with decentralized identity and reputation, and in, in terms of these credit systems, um, you know, where there are these biases, but also this obscurity, where you really don't know, you know, what it comprises and how you can make changes easily. Uh, whereas with, you know, crypto and with decentralized identity and uh, self-sovereign reputation. You have these systems that are open, transparent, and empower the person to be able to make these changes and have full control over that, and then use that to, you know, create these more rewarding experiences, right, in this space. And so, all of that is a part of accountability. All of that is a part of, um, you know, education and learning and and falling deep down that rabbit hole as you did and as many people who um, are here today likely have gone through and. Becoming these active contributors and helping create these this technology that helps everyone, it it is it is um, more of a positive sum versus a zero sum uh, technology. So one of the things that you also touched on, which I think helps lead us into the next uh, you know a step of our conversation here, and that is about Seed Club, is in terms of contributors. You know, once you fall deep out down, down that rabbit hole and you learn and you. Become this active uh, you know participant in the space, your yield farming, or you're uh, just kind of listening to these community events, but you actually want to take the next step and become a contributor. You know, these these Discord communities, um, these DAOs are now facilitating that in a very simple way, in a way that is, you know, is really seeking and almost demanding that contribution of individuals. And through Tokenization of these of these uh, communities, you have ways to also incentivize them so that they can, um, you know, take do the work, but you know, be fairly compensated for that work as well. And so that really is kind of the focus of Seat Club, isn't it? it? It it at least as I understand it, it is built to both invest, but also into help build these tokenized communities. So why don't you give us an introduction to Seed Club, you know, what is that Genesis story where it came from when it started and what is its long-term vision?
1: So Seed Club was born out of the the great beard of Just Loss, um, uh, that tall guy on Twitter. Uh, so basically the thought was that you know tokens and web3 tools give Communities now and DAOs um, superpowers and enables them to unlock value for its members and to create value for the world um, that was previously unmatched. As Cooper Turley says, it's like uh, a Facebook group with a bank account that's empowered by a mission and Seed Club's mission if you were to look at the web to traditional tech world, which now seems you know, obsolete and, and dated, um, like the easiest example is Y Combinator. So Seed Club has its core contributors, just myself and, and Nicole Davies, um, but then we also have a network of collaborators and these are sophisticated, web three thought leaders builders developers who've been active in all all facets of web three and they have either helped build seed club from early days or they have invested in seed club and so this network of core contributors and collaborators basically are tasked with trying to figure out how we can help these communities build and scale their community in a web three fashion. And I think we are seeing crypto native communities pursue this route. And now we're really starting to see an inflow of web two communities, brands, uh, creators who want to unlock the functionalities of Web three, and who seek Seed Club out as the thought leaders in the space who have seen uh, a lot of what's going on and are familiar with a lot of the tech being built and, and have some best practices. Now we're far from being, you know, the the, the panacea, the cure all. Like there is so much complexity, and this is totally uncharted waters. And there is no perfect precedent. Even now, there are a lot of DAOs figuring things out and and, I don't have to tell you guys that. And there are a lot of communities that are trying to figure out onboarding and how to incentivize contribution and and how to work through compensation and what's fair to early supporters versus how much you want to keep in your treasury. How do you want to think through governance? How do you want to spin up new initiatives? Each community has its own personality and there's no template that can suit every single personality. And so you, you really have to approach every project and community um, with uh, you know fresh eyes in that you know all the tools you, and there are new tools being developed every day, but how can we come up with creative solutions to support this community's specific needs. So the way Seed Club does that is Seed Club uh, has two main lines of quote business. The first of which is kind of like the flagship product, which is our accelerator. So we currently closed applications for our third accelerator where we take uh roughly 10 to 12 uh applications so we had 81 submissions for this third cohort this is our third cohort and we evaluate them in terms of who we think would make the best fit as the best part of our community who we want to grow with and and help scale and each of these projects is very unique uh, in its own nature and they join an accelerator where there's programming designed to help them work through the challenges of building and scaling a tokenized community. So in exchange for our advisory consultation, looping in our network, hands-on support, mentorship, et cetera, we take 3% of their Treasury's tokens. And then we also, to further align incentives, Provide their treasury some of our native token, club. Okay. So this is a way for us to be totally aligned and to want to grow together. The Seed Club's treasury is only as valuable as the projects that we help launch. And so, thus far, some of the projects that have come through Seed Club are Forefront and um, Song Camp and. Afro future and Jump, and others, and and uh, uh, ampled. And these are some, uh, a bunch of those are part of our second cohort that, you know, it takes months and months and months to work through how to build and scale community and really figure out what what it is the mission and how you want to accomplish that, how that'll generate real value. And what I found so, so beautiful about Seed Club was, you know, these, members of the cohort really support and try and help each other grow and scale.
0: I I did want to touch on a little bit in terms of, uh, now that you've introduced, you know, these cohorts and, you know, the seed clubs, uh, I think you're you're up to number three now. Were you, was seed club, I should say, um, kind of facilitating these cohorts prior to the fundraise or did the fundraise help uh, push these initiatives forward? Um, So no, we had been running the cohorts without any funding. Okay.
1: Um, we closed funding, I think, in June, and we had already completed our second cohort at that time.
0: So this may just help accelerate that into the future. This, this is to help
1: onboard core contributors such as myself um, and, and other members of the team. This is to enable us to empower those projects and communities that that we have, that we have high conviction in with additional capital to, to help seed them. Um, and then for us to, to figure out other means by which we wanna allocate it. We're, we're, we have a very low burn and we have this capital as a way for us to accelerate the growth of Web3 and how we plan to deploy it um, is only through initiatives, whether it be investing or giving grants. Um, these are all, or, or bringing on additional core contributors such that we can build products that further push uh web three agenda. Like these are all things that we we have dry powder now. And so we feel confident in our ability to to really hit our stride and scale as quickly as possible. And so, and in turn, also help these communities who are coming through our accelerator and our studio offering. And just to quickly touch on studio, studio is basically um, the same thing as the accelerator, but we take a far more hands-on approach. Okay, so we're in the weeds with these these communities and and really trying to build. And in exchange, we take a slightly larger percentage.
0: Right. So it's almost as if the accelerator helps these communities that maybe have already found some traction or uh, have built up a community, maybe have a product, uh, definitely have, um, it sounds like they, they may have a stronger team that can support the development of that vision. Whereas those that go into the studio uh, need a little bit more help because while it's a fantastic concept, they may not have either the team to support that or a community behind them as large as some of the others.
1: Yeah, and and sometimes these, the studio, uh, is comprised of like Web two communities that are really trying to transition. Which is, if you think about, it, if you have a hundred thousand members of your community in your Web two, many of those community members are not crypto native. There's a lot of thought in maintaining the same values and ethos of your Web two community and transitioning it over to Web three because you have to educate those community members. You don't want them to feel alienated. You want to empower them, and you don't want to you know, lose the brand and, and lose the, the essence of the community in the transition over to Web3.
0: Right. So actually, I think it's, I wanted to touch on the fact that you have quite a large membership, or at least in terms of how I read it uh, on some of your documents, in terms of, um, you know, the membership that supports the the DAO, and I guess maybe even the accelerator in the studio, uh, it looks like, there are leading NFT collectors, creators, and builders, and I'm just gonna name a few here in no particular order: Jacob Horn from Zora. You got G Money, Twitter Punk. You also have social token pros. You have Cooper Turley. I think one of the more popular names, at least on crypto Twitter, that I'm familiar with, you got Peter Pan from Meta Cartel. Web three builders, Kristen Stone, Balancer. I think she's a rock star. Angels and forward thinking funds like Ideo Collab. What role do these um, you know, either groups or individuals play in the DAO, and how are they both supporting the DAO, its community, and even some of these incubated projects?
1: Yeah, I think you kind of just touched on it. So we we have a fantastic network of what we call collaborators, which is a combination of um, like investors and, and angels and funds uh, who who kind of canvass the entire crypto space we have stanny from ave um dennis and and patrick from mirror uh, nascent uh with dan Alitzer and ideo and i think the value Packy mccormick the value of having such a broad um community of you know collaborators who have skin in the game is DAOs are complex i think of, like If you were to look at a a company, you know, companies have a legal department, they have a PR department, they have comms, they have ops and growth and marketing. And so it's important for us to create a support system of collaborators who could not only help our DAO think through a lot of these challenges, which are challenging for anyone, for anyone trying to innovate, but also, how can we develop frameworks and templates such that we can then pass those on to our studio and accelerator projects? And so we have frequent conversations with our collaborator network where we effectively run, like our core team is coming up with ideas and pushing things forward. And then we don't want to just be the ones making the decisions. We want to make sure that our collaborators are providing input and involved, um, and and helping, you know, shape these concepts and take into account factors that, you know, the bigger, the more people involved, the the larger the the hive mind, and so we're able to to think through nuance that, you know, the more people you have canvassing all the different nooks and crannies of crypto, you're able to accomplish your goals at a at a more accelerated rate. And then we, in turn, as a core team, work with our studio and accelerator projects um, and then loop in our collaborator network on an ad hoc basis based on what we see as this community's particular needs. So, if they have some legal questions, like I won't lie and say that, like I'm a securities law expert, I know enough, but. We have members of our collaborator network who are truly experts and who have skin in the game and who want Seed Club to succeed and who want to participate because they learn. And so they, they learn about all these cool projects and what's being built. And so they would you know, provide guidance and advisory to these projects and, and help them think through. The, the current blockers or bottlenecks are experiencing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give a quick shout out uh, to Bankless Dow because I think in terms of organization, um, I think they're doing a fantastic job. There are guilds for a lot of the different quote unquote departments, as you noted earlier, which I think helps alleviate some of that complexity because there could be individuals who may be uh, skilled in certain areas that then can contribute uh, through their focus and contributions in that space to move the project forward, but certainly not an easy task. Uh, and it's you know something that, like you said, it's it's all very new. It's 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 a lot of experimentation going on right now. But it's it's fantastic to see that development and that focus and that um, you know uh, the number of people that are that are coming in and, and interested in participating in contributing their time to moving that those initiatives forward. Um, so I guess to, to, just to touch one more thing on that, did a lot of these um, contributors come post fundraise, or were they all actively contributing prior to that?
1: I'd say many of them were contributing prior to that, um, and then afterwards, you know, it was it was more so cement like there there was an overabundance of investors who wanted to participate or angels who wanted to participate. So those as as is the case with, with most DAOs, it's like those who you know, not only talk the talk, but walk the walk by demonstrating value beyond just like trying to throw money. They attended meetings, they were providing guidance, they would you know hop on calls to, to try and support these projects or would take one-off calls. And that that's kind of the the measure that we hold our... Collaborator network and and our community towards it's like you got you got to show up and and, and engage and your engagement will be rewarded and I, I think that's the case from community members to to large investors now there's a lot there's a lot of capital in crypto so you want to work with those who are in the weeds helping and you know who are
0: able to provide value. I mean, I guess it's easy to be an investor. Um, you know, obviously there's risk to them as well, but it's, there's, there's more difficulty, and but probably more valuable if you are a contributor, uh regular contributor, because that way that you can, you know, help with, with the success and with the growth of that versus just putting money and just walking away. So, so maybe we can touch on now, uh, a little bit more in terms of the accelerator and how that works. Give us an example of, you know. Once that application goes through and you're approved and you're part of, you know, season uh, Sea Club season three, if that's the right term, sorry, it's not. Um, What happens after that? Yeah, so
1: uh, we're trying to be thinking through the, the acceptance of these these wonderful applicants is a challenge in of itself, right? Because there's a wide spectrum of projects with different degrees of sophistication uh in in terms of web 3 crypto literacy but for us we're trying to think through it's like okay we shouldn't just take you know these web 3 hyper crypto focused communities because a lot of what we want to do is also help bridge web 2 to web 3 and so we're trying to be um diverse in our, our selection and trying to make sure that it's not just a, a small group making those uh, selection decisions, but rather putting it out to a broader network. So that's one thing once once they um, they onboard, our programming is basically breaking down com- token token communities in, into its various parts. So thinking through, community growth thinking through fundraising thinking through governance thinking through token distribution and tokenomics each of those requires substantial thought so right now as we're developing the program for this next um, for this next cohort we're really thinking through how how given what's going on in, in crypto can we, you know structure it such that it's providing as much value as possible so we may you know have a have a session fully dedicated to mirror um and the tools that mirror provides uh its projects or its creators and we're trying to to think of like what are the biggest like what are the biggest pain points if you were to to launch a dao from scratch uh, with, with some particular mission that you had, where would the bottlenecks be? And I think that's how we're trying to think through. So it's like, you'll have multiple meetings a week where you'll be meeting with uh, the seed club team, but we'll also be looping in members of our collaborator network to talk on specific topics They're basically they're presenting, but then there's open Q&A. And then there's also a mentorship program that we're developing for those communities who have successfully launched a token and uh, who have either gone through Clubs cohorts uh, previously or who are established players in the space who want to provide advisory to these new projects that are coming down the pipeline. Um, and then what, what we found is there's significant bonding among cohort members because they're all trying to figure out this big, complex, hairy thing of tokenizing a community and they're they're doing it through the lens of their own project, but many of the problems and, and challenges are the same. And so they have this built-in network where you're effectively trying to, to work through these problems together. So we've seen these cohorts form their own independent workshops where they work with one another and almost like, uh, like almost if you look at like an on-deck, it's like if you're part of like a on deck cohort, like you're networking and trying to work together with other members of your cohort to support each other.
0: Right. That that's pretty in depth. Um. So one of the things that I think is uh, very interesting here, it, it, it's a is a stat or a metric that I found in terms of the growth, and I guess the more importantly, the impact um, that Seed Club had in its first eight months. Am I reading this right? It's it looks like. A C-Club contributed or helped incubate 17 different social tokens. That's that's impressive. Yeah, I'd say um,
1: we've been involved in some projects that, you know, the, the leaders of those communities are fantastic um, and they have high agency and are able to work through many of the challenges um, you know, squiggled out. Uh, Global coin research, jump, song like these are all projects that some of which came through uh, the accelerator, others like we've just been actively involved in and uh, have some some tokens as a result of it. And uh, you know like it's just amazing to see the the concepts and and communities that are being built and seed Club you know provides, a lot of value to these communities as they're working through a lot of their, their initial problems um, and, and hiccups And as they're trying to, to work through it, um, I think they kind of look to Seed Club as like uh, an advisor. And so, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited. This next cohort applications are, are mind blowing, <laughs> frankly. And I, think I, and I think it demonstrates the, the depth of talent entering this space. And the missions that are being built, because now the tooling and talent is being unlocked. So there's new things you could do. The capital is there, and the talent is there to help develop products, build these communities, etc.
0: That's all we have for today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you'd like to learn more about Seed Club, please go to seedclub.xyz and on Twitter at Seed Club HQ thanks for listening to Crypto Sapiens. Please give us a follow, like, and a five-star review wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And stay tuned for our next discussion.